Would you please stand and join me for our call to worship? Let the heavens be glad. Let the earth rejoice before the God of all peoples. God comes in power to judge the earth. Let us open our hearts in worship and trust and offer our lives in willing service. For God shall judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with truth.
hear the words of the prophet. God will swallow up death forever. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. trust the promises of this God, for God's faithfulness has been proven throughout all generations. We wait with joy for the coming of our Lord. Good morning and welcome to worship this morning here at Southside Baptist Church. All of you that are guests, we especially welcome you. And uh, some who've not been here for a little while, but we're glad that you're back. And others who may have uh, been here, or this may be your very first time, we're glad that you're here today. And members too, good to see you all today on this, the third Sunday in Advent. Today as we worship, we lift our voices in singing praises. We also offer our prayers and words of of thanks to God for all that God has done. We also think and listen and reflect upon our own lives and confess those sins so that we might be able to worship in fullness with our spirit and, and our sense of, of being whole, made whole, and that we can also go out from this place knowing that we carry the light of the world into this world that we enter into. Today we would ask that those who are here with us would sign our, our guest registration booklet and also member booklet that you'll see at the end of each pew just to have a record because we are a church here in Five Point South that's building an inclusive community of grace first in this community and then beyond. And a part of that is to express to you our hospitality, our warm, our desire to warmly receive you and to welcome you into this time of worship, but also for those who, who come alongside us to be a part of our family of faith here. So we hope that you have been warmly welcomed today and that you will enjoy and have your spirits uplifted in our time of worship today. We do want to pass the peace today and to welcome those, and we do that each week by speaking to those close to us, saying, may the peace of Christ be with you. And as you're doing that, though we do not have it in our order of worship, uh, we do have a children's time, a brief children's time that we will do right over here. So as you're passing the peace after that, they will come and assemble before uh, we have our invocation. So uh, please pass the peace of Christ now.
Yeah, okay. As everyone in the congregation begins to find their places, I want to, to welcome you all. It's good to have all of you up here today. We've got a big crowd. We've got, uh, come on. She can come around here. Jade and Willow haven't been able to come in a good while. They've been out because their dad's been, was injured in an automobile accident, so we're glad that they're back. And then Miss Amelia and Betsy are here. And of course, we had some help in lighting the, the Advent candle today. Jack and Martine and Abby. And Joe, you're not going to stay when she goes back. everybody's here today I wanted to tell you real quickly I was we weren't going to do a children's lesson today but when we had so many of you here we couldn't miss this chance for everyone to be able to to see how excited you are but also how beautiful you are and how as you're getting ready in this Advent season ready for um, for Christmas that comes not too far away ten days now and uh, Miss Amelia's even got glasses that are Advent glasses they're purple for Advent I guess but we're they're they're really nice uh, I want to talk to you for just a minute about what we're going to read in the text in just a minute it's a song of Mary this is the Sunday that's usually thought of as being Mary's uh, Sunday because of the the Magnificat the song that she sings because she realizes what God is allowing her to do and that is to be the the mom or the mother of the one who is born into the world to be the Savior of the world even Jesus so she begins by saying, my soul magnifies the Lord. Now, I've got something here with me, and I know you all know what this is, right? What is that? Look at Abby's face there. Is it big? Does it make her eyes big? It's a magnifying glass. Right. And it makes things appear very large, and so we can see them better. We can see all the pretty smiles and, and the bright red bows and the blue eyes and also the reindeer. So it's, it's, a, it's great to see. But, and the leaves. But what, what, Mary, what Mary said was that my soul magnifies because she was so filled with excitement. Now, I know that you don't ever get excited, do you? Do you ever get excited? I do. What do you get excited about? Your dad what? Tickling you. Yeah, that makes you get excited. Christmas. Okay. What? Okay. So, Decorating my Christmas tree. Oh, that gets us excited, doesn't it? Because we know something special is going to happen. Something big. Candy canes. He gets excited. Anybody else get excited? Jake will get excited a lot because I've seen him jumping. We, we like to get excited, or we do get excited, when something is special that's happening and, and we want to see what it's going to be like and what it will be. And so when we think about Advent and Christmas and all that means, there's a, an excitement. And Mary, the one who is the mother of Jesus, got so excited she could not keep it inside. And so she began to tell everyone. She sang it out loudly. Now, sometimes you get excited and you may shout for joy. When you come down, if you got upstairs, or you come downstairs, or you come in on Christmas morning, do you squeal when you see something? Do you ever squeal or yell or say 
something real loud. You don't. Mine did. My children did. They would squeal when they would see something. Do you not? Just all in the day? Just everything's okay? Yeah, like that. So think about this as you as we're going through Advent and we think about Jesus' mother, Mary, that she was so excited about having this baby that she wanted everybody to know, just like everyone's mom did here. You wanted to let everybody know and share it and tell the world, and, and I know that all of your moms, so I know that that was the case, that you were excited and you wanted people to know it, and they couldn't wait till you got here. Mary was the same way. And also, we have to remember that Jesus is coming into our heart, and we have to be excited about that as well, that we'll talk about a little bit later. So let's remember that as we celebrate Advent and, and Christmas, that it's a time for excitement because the Savior of the world has been born into this world, okay? So we're going to, I'm going to give you this, and then in just a moment, uh, Mr. Russ is going to have an application, but if you want to take one of these... Joe, you want one of these? <laughs> Good morning. Please join me in our invocation prayer. Our gracious God, we thank you for this opportunity to be in your house to be reminded of your love, of your promises, a promise of hope that guides us each and every day. And as we've journeyed during this Advent season to the light, we're reminded that darkness does not prevail, that your light always, always wins. And may, as we come in this time of worship, may we remember that light, how it brines us brightly and brings us to a place that we are united in love united in grace, united in true forgiveness, because you have given us all of these gifts. For that, we are truly, truly grateful. And as we come into this time of worship now, may we direct our hearts to you, and may you guide us, and may you hear our true love and adoration and our praise. In Christ's name we pray.
Our scripture lesson today is from Luke 1, 46 through 55, and this is the Magnificat, which I was just talking to the children uh, about just a few moments ago. This, of course, comes after Mary has visited Elizabeth and has been this received this strong affirmation that everything that Mary had heard and had been pondering in her heart was truly going to take place. And so we hear Mary then responding to all that she has heard, what she has felt, what she has experienced with this song. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but he has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever just as he promised our ancestors. This is the word of the Lord for the people of God.
bow with me in prayer, please. Lord, as we pause for a moment and reflect upon the beauty of this music, reminded of your love and your grace and your mercy, we are humbled before you. We come here reverently to worship you, to hear your voice, but also to make known to you the concerns of our heart. We desire to thank you, O Lord, for all of your mercy toward us. We thank you also for the provisions you have made for us today and yesterday and have promised to care for us by your presence and those necessities of life. O Lord, on this Sunday in Advent, we come with a an expectancy and an awareness and a joy that permeates our being because we know that the one who we sing of, who we wait for, has already come in the flesh and dwelt among us. We know that you have sent him so that we might have hope. We might have redemption and salvation, both a life that is abundant and free today, but also a life with you for eternity. Well, we come also with concerns on our heart for those that are suffering, for there are many around us, people who are recovering from accidents and illnesses. We pray that your healing might be upon them. For those who are grieving, that you might also bring comfort to them and encouragement. We pray, Lord, for all of the leaders, both in our city and state and nation around the world, who have the opportunity and the responsibility to lead with justice and with compassion. Pray, O oh Lord, that you would impress upon them the need to be kind, to respond in loving kindness to all people, but to also know that you are over all that is. We come with eagerness to worship you now, to thank you for the many ways that you have blessed us, but also to come offering ourselves in your service to be a part of your kingdom's work here and wherever you might lead us. We come, Lord, offering this prayer in Jesus' name who taught all of us to pray when he said to us, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.
I should say before I even begin that on a Sunday that we do most of the music, we have a brief homily, so Joe, you can rest easy. I got a message uh, after the last time I preached that said, uh, well, you know, I kept up with the time. You know, I keep a stopwatch on everything that's going on, so I've got it, I've got it down here, okay? Today, I want to think just for a few moments on, on just a brief meditational thought, really. Because we hear the music that has been presented thus far. We hear the, the beautiful melodies, notes that are pleasing to our ears. But yet a message is being delivered that transcends all in such a way that we hardly know how to comprehend it. In fact, we can't really comprehend it all. We can get enough of it to know that we're, we're awed by the message and what it really conveys. It conveys that message of love and hope that enables us to live a life that is full, that is abundant, one that is not spent alone, but rather with one who walks with us daily, always, wherever we go. You know, Advent and Christmas, to most people, is a joyous occasion. There are those who are experiencing great hardships, and it is different. There's concerns of those who may not be here this year, those who have, have, um, are facing terminal illnesses. But for the most part, it's a time of joy. It's a time to reflect on God's goodness to us, but also to experience what God has been about in bringing his creation into a state of understanding who he is, and that is love. The joy that's produced or that is experienced is not that that we receive when at a frenzied pace we run all over the place to parties and to events and to shopping and getting up trees and all the other things that we have to do, but rather it is something that we rest in. It's a joy that comes from deep within our very being. It sort of just emanates from that, and there's no way you can really contain it, and that is exactly what we read today in the text. Because what we read is the words, the truth of the words that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. That he had such loving compassion for his world that he sent his only son into the world that the world might receive him. And so on this third Sunday of Advent, we read the Magnificat, the, where we're reading it in Latin, which few of us could completely. That's the first word we would read. In that, in that, uh, in the Vulgate, but it's it is that song of joy. It uplifts. It's a kind of expressing something that has to get out, a joy that is irrepressible. And our thoughts turn to a young teenage girl, Mary, thirteen, fourteen, probably, struggling with her life and knowing and she's just had an understanding that she will be living a life with the one she's betrothed to and life will be as others have gone before her. She will experience life and have a family, but now something has changed that. And now through the affirmation she has received from angels and her cousin Elizabeth, she's ready to embrace all that is. Now most of us, as we have done, not that we have 
had an angelic messenger that told us we were going to be the, the mother of the Messiah, but yet we have received those nudges and those directions of this is for you. It's a change in what we've planned. It's not what we have thought about doing. It's something different, and we just don't know if we can comprehend it. So Mary may likely have been that way, and she was chosen to be the mother of the Messiah. And she says in those words that the Lord had been mindful of her lowly estate. And it speaks to the very essence of the gospel that the gospel is about those who are marginalized and disenfranchised and on the edge of society. Yes, the gospel is for everyone, but it comes specifically in that way. And Mary was one of those. She could have easily responded to Jesus saying, under these circumstances, Lord, you're going to have to find a different way. This is not for me. Find someone else. They can do it better. Or, Lord, I'm from Nazareth, and everyone knows nothing good comes out of Nazareth. But she doesn't do that. She actually begins to sing this song that parts of it may be similar to the one of Hannah in 1 Samuel. But she cannot contain the joy that floods her soul. If you've been around a new mother, and I know many of you have, there's a joy that, it, that just is effusive. They want to let you know about this child that they have, and even more so with grandmothers who have a child. You want to share that. You want to tell people. But Mary wanted to say to the world that she realizes the great opportunity she has, the privilege she has, because it brings great joy. You know, sometimes we fail to see that we too have opportunities to be in a similar fashion, bearers of the Christ, the love that he is, the grace that he bestows in the way that we interact with everyone that we encounter. I read a piece about an ordination service where a young man was ordained into ministry and afterwards a sad-faced woman came to him and said to this newly ordained pastor, said, you know, this is a grand thing that you're doing as a young man because you're giving up the joys of life to serve the Lord. Now, that's really not true. There is this sense that if we do what God wants us to do, we're going to miss out on something. We're going to miss the joys of life. We're going to miss all the things that are really fun to do. I even had a member tell me on occasion that one particular occasion that there was a call to the ministry in which he responded but when he went before the ordination council there were those who said well you know you must not be called because you don't want to resist it enough you're willing to go you're willing to respond you're willing to be called and there must be something wrong with your calling if that is the case you know, we, we do realize that the joy, the joy that we have in being a part of God's creative plan for the world also means that we have an opportunity to be engaged in that as well. To be the bearers of God's, of Christ's love. Now, the good news, 
of the mercy and the grace, the love, to be his hands and feet and to do that day by day. You know, I've heard on many occasions that those who are called are different, but they're not. You know, we're all called. Every one of us are called. If we, if we hear the Lord put, a con, put conviction upon our heart or we feel that the Lord is calling us to follow him and we choose to follow, we believe, we profess our faith, we're all called. Every one of us is called. And therefore, we all are a part of that process of being and carrying the love and the mercy and grace of God. As I said before, we don't carry a child as Mary did, but we carry a part of Christ. For Jesus himself said, not only will I be with you, but I will be in you. And wherever you go, I will be there. Whatever you do, I will go with you. And I will bring joy to your life. I know a lot of people face many hardships, many difficulties, and, and I would not want to diminish the difficulties that they may face. But also, there is one who is superior to all of those and in the end will provide the grace that, that is needed. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, actually, in 66 years ago, I guess, it was December 17th, 1943, was preparing to celebrate Christmas from the prison cell. And he wrote a letter and said, you know, it's not so difficult to find joy at Christmas, even from a prison cell. Jesus came into the world and was born into a stable. A prisoner can certainly relate to that. He didn't have the things he needed, but yet the love that transcended that the fact that God took, had favor or took notice of or was understanding of, his need, of the needs was what, trans, what really made all the difference in the world. It transformed that moment or that event into something totally different. Christmas can be a time of, of great difficulty for some, but it's also a time that we share together and we, we cherish. And... Understand the joy that is ours in him. We as believers should be more joyous as Mary was to allow that joy to escape and to say to those around us that, yes, Christ is within me. He has taken notice of my lowly estate, where I, where I am, and I'm not insignificant. I am important to God, and so are you. When we celebrate Christmas and we think about the joy that, that Mary expressed, can we not express some of that joy as well? To cherish that and to celebrate it and to say to one another, rejoice, rejoice, for the Lord has come. He has come in the past, he is with us now, and he will be with us in the days ahead. Mary is able to sing such a song because she does remember the promises made to her, but also to her, to all of the Israelites through the years. He has lifted up those who are humble, and he has given good things to those who are in need. We can be, and we can trust in that and know that that is the same today 
as it was then and it will be forever. Would you bow with me in prayer? Oh, Lord, we present ourselves to you. And we know that we get so caught up in our own lives that we fail to see who is the, the one who gives life. To remember that you sustain our life day by day. Oh, Lord, may we give expression to the joy that is within us, a joy that we are able to experience now in a life here that's abundant, but also a life that is for eternity. Thank you, Lord, for loving all of us so much that you sent your own son and that you sent him in such a way. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. Our hymn of promise is number 127, Heart the Herald Angels Sing. And as we sing, I will be here if there's a prayer concern or decision that you would like to make.
join me in prayer? Our Father, we celebrated with joy today. Let us be reminded that this season is a joyful season for all, regardless of their circumstances. We ask that you be with everyone around. Remind them of what this season means to everyone. We ask that you be with us and remind us that it is our support that makes this season so joyful. This I ask in your name. Amen.
Lord, with joy and thanksgiving, we present these tithes and offerings to you. We ask, O oh Lord, that you would bless them, that they might be used for your kingdom's work here and beyond. Amen. Can we see you for just a moment, please? We welcome all those who are guests with us today, for those who are here and those who have been away for a while but are back. We're glad to see, see you all. And then also let me uh, thank those of the choir, the Kenny and, and Sarah, but also the choir. And, and that. Hiding back there is Emily Stangren. She's my uh, student assistant at Sanford, a uh, super talented person. Ansley Street also works for me at Sanford at the Wright Center, violinist, fantastic. Page Turner, <laughs> it's Jeff, Stephanie Archer, colleague from Sanford University, Lori Middaw from Montebello, and my partner over here who helped us prepare all of this great music over the previous months, Leah. Yes. And the choir. many reasons to be joyous today for all those accomplishments but also and most importantly is the fact that the one who who we believe in and who we serve Christ who is the son of God who dwelt among us and has provided for our salvation for that we can give thanks and be joyous and to celebrate day in and day out as we prepare to go out we go out with joy knowing that Christ goes with us. So please receive the, ben uh, the benediction. Lord, as we go, may we all go from this place with joy, knowing that you go before us, that you go with us, that you go in us. For that is a cause for joy.